We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Battle of the South when the Knicks played Trey. That's just one playoff series that happened, and they've largely dominated Trey in the regular season. Um, no, no one gets a trophy when the Knicks and, and Hawks play. This is the most fast. I'm going to read up on this on my Saturday now. The the battle, the barbecue series. Well, um, the way that it's yeah. worded almost sounds as if there's other ones out there. Like it says NBA, right. like NBA series. Like I don't, I don't know. They. Mm. The Battle of the Burrows. We there should go. start that with the with the Nets. Although that would require require people to care about that matchup. Um, so two follow ups to the to the rival to your to your Mount Rushmore. The first one, the Heat make a ton of sense because there's like a Jamal Mashburn thing that goes back to the late '90s and 2000s because mm-hmm. he went from the Heat to the Hornets, and I remember that O2 series. Well, I guess it was the 01 series where the they were the sixth seed and they upset the Heat. It was his, he was playing his old team and then they swept the Heat and then they lost to the Bucks in the second round. Am I remembering that right? I believe you are correct. I know there's been a lot of like battles back and forth between the Heat and the Hornets in those like mid to late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. That particular uh, year, I remember the Bucks series. I don't remember necessarily what happened that first round. Well, there's also the Alonzo Mourning yep, factor of yep. it that more Zoe went from the Hornets to the Heat, and then you know the rivalry I guess starts there. So okay, so the Heat makes sense. I gotta say, maybe this is just my ignorance here. I would have thought. Is there something there with New Orleans? So, like when we had the Pelican, a Pelicans creator on, he said that he didn't mention the the Hornets, but you know they they took. I don't know if they took your team. I don't know the history of the Hornets going to New Orleans, but um, like how like how do you experience that? What's weird? So, some fans actually like moved over to become a New Orleans Hornets fans when there wasn't oh. a team here in Charlotte. And maybe it was just one of those things, hey, I'm going to be a fan of the Hornets until we get a team back in Charlotte. I don't think many people like stuck with that team. I don't, I kind of been indifferent to the New Orleans Pelicans slash Hornets. Um, I don't think there's any animosity. Obviously, you know, they took, you know, our, our franchise and, and things like that. But they just, you know, I think maybe because they're in the Western Conference, we don't see them as often. 
there's there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I at least from my point of view. I when we ever match up against them, it's just another game for us. So it's not like Browns Ravens where like Browns fans hate the Ravens solely because they took like they took their team and won two Super Bowls after taking their team. It's not it's nothing like that. I guess because the Pelicans have won one playoff series since going there, um, it probably doesn't mean as much. Although the Chris Paul New Orleans team did get to the second yeah. round too. I guess the so. only th- the only thing that maybe the Hornets, the Charlotte Hornets fans maybe uh hold something against New Orleans is when the, the year that the um they got the number one overall pick and took Anthony Davis and the Hornets were stuck with uh not stuck but they it, uh, you know they drafted MKG. Uh, you, you could have said stuck; it would have <laughs> been okay. <laughs> I understand you're trying to be respectful, yeah, I but respectful. I, I listen. CAA Kentucky client, we have respect for uh, Michael K. Gilchrist here in, in the New York area. Last question before I let you get out of here: It's where I turn the podcast over to my guest and ask them how you feel about the Knicks, and do you have any questions about the New York Knicks going into this matchup and for this season? Yeah, I didn't realize the Knicks were four and four. I thought maybe they would have been a little bit. I mean, you know, five and three or six and two, like just. Some of the things that I've heard about them this season, I've not watched uh, too much of them. I've, I've read up on them. I've, I've listened to your podcast as well. Uh, mm. One thing that I have noticed is, you know, maybe I can ask you a question about this uh, at, at the tail end of this, but Jalen Brunson, I, I've heard that he's not had the most consistent start, uh, but he's always a guy that scares me with the ball in his hands. And uh, because he can get to his spots, because he has some strength, he shows up in many ways uh, on both ends of the court. Uh, I know that you mentioned that Julius Randle had a slow start to the season. And my biggest thing with Julius, it always has been, and maybe maybe this is just from an outsider's point of view, is just making sure that he doesn't really turn into a black hole. Like he's passing the ball, he's he's making the right read. I think if he can do that, he just becomes 10 times more impactful. Uh, because if you try to send extra help his way, He's going to make the correct pass, and then he can kind of feed off of that. Um, I I know that R.J. Barrett has had a hot start, but I would love to know like in what ways. I know that three-point shooting is probably going to come down for him, but um, he's, he's definitely playing within himself, scoring the ball. And then the one player that just keeps popping up when I hear about the Knicks – is Mitchell Robinson. Like mm. he is just a rebounding beast, um, you know, bouncy guy. He can he can play on both ends of the court. I think the biggest matchup uh in this game between the Hornets and the Knicks is gonna be between Mark Williams and Mitchell Robinson. I know that he's gonna frustrate the Hornets in the pick and roll in terms of like maybe even coming up to the level of the screen and, and maybe, you know, frustrating Lamella Ball there or, you know, blocking shots at the rim. So I think the physicality there is going to be an interesting matchup because Knicks are awesome on the offensive glass. And, and and the Hornets are too, but Hornets are kind of like the middle of the road when it comes to keeping opponents off the offensive glass. So I, I think that's that's going to be the key and, and try to limit the Knicks to these second chance points, which they are probably tops in the league to that. But yeah, I would love to know, like, you know, what are you seeing out of RJ in terms of why his start has been so hot? And then maybe kind of speaking to Mitchell Robinson and Jalen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So I'll take them one at a time. Um, <laughs> uh, man, the RJ Barrett experience has been a fascinating one. And I shout out to uh, to one of our one of our staffers, XJ, who I thought kind of nailed it on a most recent podcast episode that there's really no precedent for someone that has his first four years other than just like blindly a 22 year old getting better. Right. Like you're, you're allowed to expect that that will happen. And I respect people that have always been in his corner for that belief, but there's no one with his poor efficiency and low impact to potentially negative impact that then takes a leap like this. And is like suddenly efficient, suddenly making positive impact plays um and it, it's across the board he's passing better he's playing better defense he's uh recognizing that you don't have to take a shot on a pick and roll you can look for someone on the weak side on a pass you can um be more creative in in your in your uh uh process if you'd like to and that they're I mean, honestly, you mentioned Julius making the right pass. RJ's, I, I, he's made so many correct plays this year that it's turned him into, it's almost like you have a new weapon, you know? And I, I'm, so I, I was on the, the chase down um, when the Knicks played the Cavs. And, you know, obviously with the Knicks, you get asked a bunch about the potential trade that they're going to make and will there be one in season? And I got to say, like, it's only eight games. I get it. Like the small sample size is there, but I'm now at the point. Where I, I just wanted to see what this RJ Barrett thing is, you know, like I need 82 games of this, this version of him that kind of started in the playoffs and has now leaked over into this season. And, you know, that's, I mean, the shooting, I don't expect him to shoot 46% from three this year, but his shot looks so much better. Just, from an aesthetic standpoint, he just, he looks so much more confident on the three and I'm no longer like terrified when he takes a three pointer. I'm actually expecting the three to go in, which is probably the best compliment I can give him. Um, what you mentioned about um, with Mitch being a monster and being able to guard at the level. So I mentioned RJ like 
figured it out during the playoffs and it's carried over. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers were sending both Mobley and Allen to box out Mitch during the playoffs. And it just didn't work. Like the Knicks would then be like, all right, then Julius Randle is unimpeded to the ball or Josh Hart is unimpeded to the ball. It was only when Bam out of bio got involved and Spo had a strategy of any offensive rebound Mitch gets, you're fouling him and we'll live with his free throws. Um, he's just, he's been a revelation this year. He's been dominant. He's, Look, Dennis Rodman to me is the best rebounder of all time and or one of the best rebounders of all time. Um, he's averaging more offensive rebounds per game or I guess a higher offensive rebound percentage at the moment than like peak Dennis Rodman. And that's like the best compliment you can give him. He has created such an advantage at that portion of the ball. And you add the fact that he's actually like putting his like really long arms in passing lanes now. And it, it's almost like it clicked, which is the coolest thing about watching your younger guys develop to a certain point. They, you know, give two starters that are starting to take a lead this early into the season, which is cool. As far as Jalen Brunson, um, I've talked to some people close to the team that both he and Josh Hart were just exhausted from playing FIBA all summer. I didn't so think I'm just, about I'm, that. I didn't think about that. I'm not surprised if he and 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 if both of them are off to some slow starts. It's really just like some bunnies that he's missing um, because like his three point shot is there, but he's missing on twos at a rate that is due for some regression, uh, which honestly applies to Julius Randle too. He got off to a historically bad start. And uh, like an article came out the other day that he was operating at 70%. Like he wasn't cleared for five on five contact. He had ankle surgery during the off season and wasn't cleared for five on five until training camp. So um, look, the, the Knicks shot quality uh, score um, is they should be five and three. RJ missed two games with a knee injury and they lost both. So they, they could potentially be five and three could potentially be six and six and two. This fan base is very optimistic about this team, though. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a W. I'm hoping for a W on Sunday. The matinee portion of it makes it a bit of a wild card. Uh, and I guess that's the last question I'll ask. Uh, are you like, how are you? How confident are you coming into this game? It's funny you mentioned the matinee part. I feel like the Hornets do not do well in matinee games. I wonder if there's mm-hmm. a, some kind of website that, that kind of post win-loss records in, like, mid-day In matinees, yeah. yeah. Hornets, probably not not too well. But, uh, no, I don't have much confidence that the Hornets are going to win this game. Could they win this game? Obviously, sure. Um, I think it's going to be a physical game, like I mentioned, on the glass. And I think with Mark Williams and Nick Richards, you know, they're not the perfect matches to keep him off the board, but they are definitely physical bodies. And it, they are guys that live in the paint, live on the block. The Hornets are going to get their points in the paint and at the rim. But, it, you know, Mitchell Robinson could be the guy that swings it in the opposite direction and, and frustrates them. So it's crazy to think that not Julius, not RJ, but maybe Robinson is the X factor in this game. It's been like this since the Cavs series, though, that he has been such an X factor. This Every game this year, it's been like they can't stop Mitch. They cannot stop Mitch. As much as RJ and what he's doing is yeah. is so awesome, Mitchell Robinson's been the best Nick this year. Like As much as impacting winning is concerned, I it, it's far and away. What he's doing is tilting the balance in, in their favor in, in games that he's playing. So... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that I, what we said the other night was like, don't screw around. Like you should win a game at home against the team 
that you're you're projected to be better than uh it's again it's the matinee thing like i know you said the hornets aren't good at matinees a sunday in new york is just so unpredictable about how people are going to show up what people did on saturday night how uh, how, how what version of the teams are you going to get so you know we'll see what happens on uh, on sunday uh richie i went through this whole podcast without mentioning that uh you and I are rivals. We're talking about Mount Rushmore rivals. Uh, we're rivals in uh, another sport, uh, uh, Major League Baseball. We have a bit going on, me and uh, the Knicks Film School audience, that I bring up baseball on every single one of these pregame pods and how long it took to get up to it. I thought I was going to get to the very end without doing it, but I brought up Steve Cohen, so that timer uh, unfortunately got hit. Um, I'll just... 30 seconds. How are you feeling after the Braves and, and the season that they unfortunately ended in disappointment? Yeah, this was the year that I thought they were going to win it all. And, and baseball is probably the most unpredictable sport out of out of all like the major ones. I feel like when you go into the playoffs, it, it is really any team that is kind of like firing on all cylinders. The momentum is the thing. I'm not going to I'm not going to bring up the fact that they had, you know, X amount of days off before they started their series. Like, I don't think that's the sole reason as to why they did not win uh, their opening around against the Phillies. But overall, like, you know, regular season, best team in baseball, playoffs, it doesn't matter. Like, if they didn't show up, they didn't show up. And, uh, you know, the pitching, the pitching was a little bit of a struggle and they're gonna have to fix that next season. But it's funny. I was, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of Mets fans down here in our area, a lot of transplants. And, uh, I asked a couple of them the other day, like, which team do you dislike more, the Braves or the Phillies? And both of them said the Braves. I'm like, I, I, I cannot stand the Phillies. Like if if you were to ask me Phillies versus Mets, I would say I, I dislike the Phillies more. I don't know if it's like the fan base, not necessarily the team per se, but the fan base. I don't know. Mets I can deal with on on, on a certain level. So, see, there's a reason. And I'm assuming that the fans that you spoke to that are transplants, yeah. they're close to my, my age. And we grew up with the Atlanta Braves. Sure. Chipper Jones, Andrew Jones, Ryan Klesko, the all the Tom Glavin killing the Mets when he was a Brave and then when he was a New York <laughs> Met. Um, like we went through the trauma of all those division titles and falling short in the 99 series that any frustrations that the Phillies caused in the late 2000s. I was more frustrated with the Mets than the Phillies after those wars. Like because the Mets, I thought, had better teams and just collapsed down the stretch. And here we are. The Braves are now doing it to us again, and they're dominant. And I think where you're more frustrated with the Phillies, there's an actual rivalry there. Yeah, like, yeah. there's two playoff series that they've won when the Braves have been the better team. So, you know, they, the Mets unfortunately do not have that experience of actually beating. The, they've beaten the Braves once in the playoffs, and it was in 1969. Oh wow! So, yeah, uh, I. Apologies, Knicks fans. Richie got me going, but that that I I can perfectly explain why I have much more hate for for the Atlanta Braves or more frustration with the Atlanta Braves than I do the Phillies. Um, but and all things being equal, I, I'm kind of more upset with my team at the moment. So we'll we'll see what happens uh, with, with them in a different sport. Thankfully, I have the New York Knicks, and we have this basketball game to look forward to to distract us uh, on Sunday. Richie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, for again for another pregame pod quick before we we wrap up tell people where they can find you on the internet 
Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at Richie Randall. Our Twitter. podcast at Buzzbeat Pod. Our episodes are on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, occasionally, we do go live after games on YouTube. And so, Knicks fans, if you're ever feeling bad about your team, just come over and listen to Buzzbeat, and then you guys will magically just feel better about about your team. That that's how it works. You know what? Perspective. I like that. Knicks fans, go get perspective is what Richie's trying to say. Uh, Richie, thank you for joining me. Thank you.